Good morning, good afternoon, or good night. Whatever time it is that you are listening to us, I just appreciate the fact that you are tuning in. I hope you people have had an absolutely phenomenal week. I hope you are preparing for an absolutely phenomenal Thanksgiving. We are super excited about the fact that you are here today. We are super, super excited to be here today. We have been excited all week to drop episode one of Unconventional Conversations with Chase and Miranda. Obviously, my name is Chase. And I'm Miranda. And it has been a week, guys. A a week. I don't even know how to describe it, to be completely honest with you. First off, it was the Kyle Rittenhouse deal. You know, the world was up in arms about that. Everybody had a little piece of that on their social media. Uh, then, it, then it goes on to Young Dolph dying. You know, R.I.P. Dolph. That, that, I actually listened to the guy's music. I think his career was phenomenal. I think he should have made better street decisions. Um... I can't sit here and pretend like a lot of this stuff wasn't foreseeable. I won't go into any of that stuff. That's not why we're here today. But I do want to say that I am, that we are praying for his friends, his family, but most importantly, his children. Because everybody that has ever lost a parent knows how absolutely terrible that is. So we are pay- praying for his kids. I also... Uh, <laughs> I had an incredible court date this week, man. It was a situation that has been ongoing for a little over a year and a half. I actually won the case. Um, The gentleman was, he is an unbelievable human. And I'm realistically, I'm just glad that it's over, or at least I thought it was over because shortly after winning the case on Thursday, um, Miranda and I go to the gym on Sunday and I get a call letting me know that that the cops had just showed up to uh, a former address that I had lived at and they were looking for me. So I call up the dispatch, want to know what's going on, and, and you know, it... Because <laughs> obviously you didn't do anything wrong. You know, and so, and of course, I'm thinking the worst, man. I'm thinking over everything. Like, did I not scan a bottle of water at Walmart? Like, what is happening right now, you know? And so they call me, They the guy calls me, the cop calls me, and he lets me know that, um, we'll call him, we'll call him Slim, that, that, that Mr. Slim has, um, he woke up on Saturday morning and he had a flat tire. And instead of calling the local tire shop and trying to figure out how to replace it, he called the damn police and told them that, man, I might have done that. You know, so I, obviously it's not completely over. I'm going to have to go into a little more, I don't know, I'm going to have to go talk to somebody about it, just getting rid of this guy for ever, somehow, legally. I don't really know what I can do there, but there's bound to be something. Um, what we're not going to do is we're not going to let him put another kink in another minute of my life. So we are here, we are happy, and we are thankful for Thanksgiving. And guys, we are so incredibly excited to drop our first episode on Thanksgiving. We hope that you think it's awesome. We think it's awesome, and we are ready to let you have it. Go ahead and play my music so we can get this thing started. Good. I hope we. I hope you guys have had a fun-filled week. This is episode one, baby talk. And what I mean by baby talk, keep in mind this is unconventional conversations. So we're probably never gonna mean what you think we mean. So you just have to tune in to see what it's about. This episode of baby talk, we don't. We are not here for one to announce that we are having a child. Absolutely not. Nope. But what we are here to announce is that we have somebody has to take the steps to make it more sociably talked about on why you should not ask couples, "Hey, are you having a baby? When's it your turn?" Man, are y- y'all been together forever? Y'all ain't got no kids yet? Th- look, listen. I think that that is the most ridiculous statement that a human being could pro- could possibly ask another human being. It's intrusive. Cuz for I mean, it's none of your business. I mean, first and foremost. And so what we have here is we have a few questions written down. And when I say questions, I guess topics written down that we're going to discuss on why it is that you shouldn't ask these questions, the mental health aspect of these questions, and also obviously why we feel the way that we feel. Right? And so that's what we're going to get into. First off, like I said, you shouldn't ask those questions for one, because it's none of your business. You shouldn't ask those questions because most likely, it's like Miranda said, it's intrusive. 
And as a male, it's almost as if in today's world, it's more social, socially accepted to have multiple children that you can't take care of rather than being smart enough to just not have them at all. My thing is, is just don't blame us for being smart. Don't blame us for having the wherewithal or the knowledge to not go out here and just be crazy and have kids. Kids that we can't take care of, for that matter. And people that have kids, don't sit here and pretend like there wasn't a time that you had to go through this too. You just felt like it was socially acceptable to be asked these questions. So nobody took the time to think, well, damn, man, that probably ain't none of their business. Because in today's world, the one thing that everybody is good at is doing anything but minding their own. So the first topic that we're going to get to on this is the mental health side of these questions, right? Because tell me this right now, drop a comment right now. If you have ever once in your life asked somebody that question and your immediate thought was, damn, I wonder how that affected their mental health. Because nobody. Never. I, I was about to right? say, no one probably has thought about that aspect. Okay, so let me put this in perspective for you. If me and Miranda were trying to have a child, right, and somebody comes up and asks us that question, and I, what if, what if, I'll use myself as an example. What if I can't physically have kids? What if there is something wrong or there was some sort of procedure whenever I was younger that prevents me from having children today? And we've been together five and a half years, so obviously Miranda has accepted that at this point, but that may not make that easier for me to explain. Now, that's not the case. I'm sure if we, took, if we put in the work and we took the time, I'm sure we could have a baby if we wanted to. But the fact of the matter is, is that's, that, well, that's not it. That's not what we're here to talk about right this second. The mental health side of this thing is, as, it is absolutely as important as the question itself. Because think about how that would make me feel if I wanted a child so bad. If I just, God, I dreamed of having a little boy that could grow up and play sports and be everything that I wanted him to be. But because of something that I couldn't prevent, I can't have kids. Like but, physically enabled. But you just put me in a situation, most likely in a public place, most likely in a public setting, to where not only can I just, I can't just be like, no nah, man, you know, we don't really want to have kids. Because who the hell is going to take that as an answer? I also can't be like, no nah, man, but we have our reasons. Because then you're going to be like, well, what are they? You know? Because don't sit here and pretend like, the older generation aren't the most intrusive people you've ever met in your life. No social manners when it comes to these kind of things because people just feel like this is so okay. My aspect with the mental health thing is that, just like Chase said, what if we've been trying and trying and trying to have kids and I deal with infertility problems or something like that? That's not the case, but what if that was the case? And we've been trying for two years of our relationship to have kids and we can't we can't like i'm not able something physically is wrong with me to where i'm not able to provide chase with the child that he wants also keep in mind that you never you obviously never know when somebody found this out or if they know that for sure right but imagine that i just went to the doctor and i just got this news going to the local walmart and you come up and ask me and I catch you in the bread aisle, and we have a quick conversation, and you just happen to drop that question. Well, hey, man, when are you and Miranda going to have a kid? You know, I notice y'all don't have any. You know, y'all don't have any kids on social media. Blah blah blah. Can you imagine how devastating that is? This news that you just got is brought to light in the bread aisle at the local Walmart. And so, which men's mental health is something that doesn't get discussed enough, and we're going to get to that in a later episode. So that's not what I'm trying to go into now. But that's one of those things. Like, that's one of those, I guess, I don't know if I would say triggers, really. But triggers may be the correct word. But that's one of those things that would almost trigger a bad day immediately. Because if that's something, that's like, okay, 
I'll, I'll use this example. In, in females, you can use makeup or hair products or clothes or whatever it is that you just absolutely love, right? But if the PS5 comes out, right, and you're standing in line and you're 16th, but there's only 15 PlayStations, and they run out right before you get there, you are going to be absolutely devastated that you was not able to get that PlayStation for Christmas. But there's nothing you could do to prevent it. What's the difference? What is the difference between that PlayStation and us asking you, hey man, did you get that PlayStation that you stood in line for four hours for? And you asking us, hey man, when's the, when are you and Miranda going to have a kid? And both times, the answer is, I can't or I didn't. And there's nothing we can do to go back and change that, right? There's no difference there. Put that in perspective. Think about, if you're one of those people that ask people these questions on a regular basis, or if you're one of these people, because you see it all the time, and I guess correct me if I'm wrong, but when females get pregnant, right, one of the biggest narratives is to their best friends is, hey, now it's your turn. Now you have to get pregnant. You should get pregnant so we can have our child together. Right or wrong? Absolutely. I mean, just basing off of that as well, like, where I work, I'm surrounded by women. That's what it is. And almost everyone that I work with either has a child or, like, previously has had a child or has gotten pregnant within the past year, I would say. And I've been asked in the past year, well, when are you having a child? When's it your turn? It's your turn next because literally everyone around me has children. My friends have children. My coworkers have children. Just about everyone has a child. But I've gotten asked that question the most over the past year just because I'm surrounded by everyone that has children. And it's pressure. Like legitimate pressure. Like... Not to get into anything sad, right? Like, my mom passed last February. And so, if there was one person in this world that I would have been willing to have a child for, it would have been my mother so that she could have a grand grandchild that she could see regularly. Now, think about what I just said. Not one time did I say I would have that kid for myself or Miranda. I said I would have that child for my mother. Now, give or take there, people always want to produce grandchildren for their parents, right? That's another pressured situation. When are you going to give me some grandbabies? Typically, and I and I didn't really think about that till just now, to be completely honest with you, but typically you get more pressure from your family than you would outside of the world. So the conversations that we speak of in Walmart would most likely come from a cousin an or aunt, a niece, or, or someone whoever. like that who would be who would feel comfortable enough to ask you something like that in a public setting. True. So obviously, don't get me wrong here, guys. We're not saying that strangers come up to us or people that we're uncomfortable with come up to us and ask us these questions. It's people we're closest. It's to. people that we're closest, and I think that's one of the biggest problems. To be completely honest with you, like because now we're so close, I'm so comfortable that I feel like that's my business. And that, that kind of went a different direction there than what I expected because I, I didn't really think about that until now. But that, that's so serious, right? And I don't care whether that... Okay, so... I know people, right, who may or may not have five or six kids. And life isn't great because you can't provide for all of them without the state's assistance... And I'm just speaking for this one particular deal, right? I'm not speaking for anybody else outside of this circle. But instead of doing something to stop having children, people just keep reproducing. And I, for the life of me, I can't make that make sense. Like, why should we be punished by these intrusive questions of, when is it your turn? When are you going to have kids? When, when the hell are you going to stop? Yeah, when are you going to stop? But see, but if I ask that question, then I'm the bad guy. With Thanksgiving being today, yesterday, whatever it was, however many days it's been since you listened to it, think about this scenario. 
you were sitting on the couch, you were waiting on dinner to be get to get done, and everybody's having a great conversation, right? Everybody that doesn't have kids is getting asked, when are you having kids? As long as they're age appropriate, I hope. When are you having kids? Well, this is y'all's fifth Thanksgiving together. Don't you think it's about time? You need you a little turkey running around. Right or wrong? Why is that so socially acceptable? Because you think, do you think that that changes? We come home from Thanksgiving where we should be full. We should be happy. We should be full of gratitude for everything that we were, that we were just around, our family, our friends, the people that make our year worth it, right? But instead, we're coming home and being reflective of the fact that we just got hounded by our family about when are you going to have kids, and we're still in the situation of, well, what if we can't? What if we can't have kids? Or we're physically unable to have kids. So now we're not reflecting on the health and wealth of our family and being thankful and jolly. We're reflecting on the fact that we physically can't have kids. All right, so here, I'm, I'm going to give you all some truth. One of the next topics is down here, right? Matter of fact, the next topic. And we're going to go ahead and move on from this because this is a perfect segue. I don't want kids personally. Whoa! He said it. You're right. I said it. I do not want children. I'm going to be a little more honest with you. 85% of the reason that I don't want kids is because of the world we live in. Think about this. Your kid goes to school because we hope that this reaches the world, right? We hope that this, this doesn't just stay in small town Tennessee. We hope that this is able that we're able to get this out to many of many of many of people because that should be everyone's aspirations is to get this to the world, right? So all over, anywhere you go, every day people are bullied, people are killed, the streets that we live in, the places that used to be literal sanctuaries where you could fear no evil by God are no longer safe. You think their parents could save them? You think their parents could have helped? Because I'm sure if they could have helped, then they would have. Is that a little dramatic? Absolutely, yeah. but... Does that sound like... Am I sitting here saying that my kid is going to be a part of the next Sandy Hook shooting? No, I'm not. But I hate to tell you guys, if you're from the same small town that I'm from... Just two decades ago, guess what we had here in this small town of ours? A school shooting. It's never you till it is. It's never you until it is. And so how? what is the best way to prevent it being you? Don't have them. Don't put your... Because every day of your life, the same way that I just sat here and said that the places that used to be the safest are no longer safe, us as adults go there. They go back to the Las Vegas concert. I would guarantee you that 99% of that crowd was adults. Did it stop what happened on that tragic day? Absolutely not. So, just like that Las Vegas concert, how those people went in and thought that the world was fine, everything was safe, no, nothing bad was going to happen, something happened. So I can't wake up know that I can protect a child in a world that damn that don't know if it can protect me you know we focus every day on protecting ourselves. I don't want to add something to that Chase talking about the events in the world I mean with that my anxiety can't take it my anxiety could physically not take not knowing what is happening in the world and sending my kid off into the world I don't want kids either. Did you notice that Chase said, I do not want kids? Because that is his decision as an individual, okay? That wasn't made, I mean, yes, of course, we've talked about that as a couple, but he does not want children just as much as I myself do not want children, okay? Think about just this week. All right, I didn't want to go in, I'm not, and I'm not going to dive deep into this Rittenhouse thing, right? But Jesus Christ, what an example that is. Like we talked about it a, a few days ago when all that went down. And Kyle Rittenhouse, 
at the time of what happened was still legally somebody's baby, right? And so, no, I would never send my child out into the world like that, just like I would assume Miranda wouldn't either. But I can't prevent what you would do. You see the problem there? I just physically couldn't just, I just couldn't, okay? Thinking about sending my kid to school or to Walmart or to a concert or something like that, that's just unfathomable to me because I'm not in control. I'm not in control of what's happening. And, I mean, I, I can't be. Also, the fact that if it's selfish, then it's selfish, okay? But I don't want kids because I want to experience the world. I want to be able to go and do and have fun and not worry about little Bobby Sue at the house. If that's selfish, it's selfish, like I said. But have fun because, let's face it, I'm still in my 20s. I'm in my 20s and now, I mean, I want to go and have fun and experience things with Chase that I just don't want to be worried about who is taking care of my child. Other people will say, well, I want to experience the world with my kids. And I understand that too. I mean, we worry about our dogs at the house when we go somewhere, let alone worry about if our kids being well taken care of because you can't trust folks nowadays. See, that's my thing, man. It's like, and let me take this time right now to say, by no means are we bashing parents. Or people that have kids, obviously, that right? chose like, that life. If you're a terrible parent, you know you're a terrible parent, so there's no need for us to go any further about it. Just be better right? These are 100% our beliefs, but at the same time, there's somebody in the world that we're going to connect with with this, and even people that have kids, you still may connect with this, right? I mean, we're not leaving you guys out whatsoever, but we just don't want to come across in any way that we are bashing people that have children. In my personal opinion, I am, like, I'm almost envious that you can handle it, right? But at the same time, we have friends that have kids, right? We have people in our life that have children or have their children all the time. And we see exactly what we want to avoid as far as if we wake up tomorrow and we decide, hey, we want to go and stay here for the night. The only thing that we have to worry about is going and doing that. We don't have to worry about where is our child going to be. How do we get somebody to watch our kid? Calling and checking in. Hey, are you? is everything okay? Does he feel okay? Does she feel okay? Whatever, right? We don't have to worry about any of that stuff because we chose not to. And we're not, and it's nothing against the people that do have to worry about that stuff. But you cannot sit here and pretend like that is not an inconvenience. If you go out to the club and you are celebrating your 30th birthday and you are getting lit... The last thing in the world you want to do is call and check on little Bobby Sue at the house. But you have to because you're his mama or you're his daddy. And you cannot, you'll never convince me that at some point that doesn't become an inconvenience. Or another point, something else that I just thought about. How many of you actually planned to have your children? Oh yeah, great. Hell yeah. Good point. How many of you planned to have the children that you have now. Because you can't tell me that there's a part of you that wishes that you would have waited. Or wishes that, I mean, God, you love your kids, you love them so much, but there has to be a part of you that's like, man, I wish I could go out and do that. That's not saying you don't love your kids now, but wishing that you would have waited a little bit longer. And so... <laughs> And that's exactly it, man. You know, because nobody is ever financially stable. You're never physically ready to have a child. You can stockpile diapers if you want to, but you'll never have enough. You don't have a choice but to be ready for it. But if you could have prevented that night from happening, you damn well would have. So don't act like people are selfish for not wanting to have kids. You wouldn't have kids if you could have stopped it from happening. So, I mean, we could sit here and go on forever as far as why we don't want kids personally. But at the end of the day, it's our choice. And I don't give a damn if I'm explaining it to you on a podcast. 
It's not your business if I want to have kids. It's not your business when I'm going to have kids. Now you can refer back to the podcast. And I don't, yeah, refer back to this podcast. Again, Unconventional Conversations with Chase and Miranda. Catch us at UC Podcast 101 on all social handles, baby. Good job. <laughs> but at the end of the day, and don't take this as being rude. It's just fact, man. It's how we feel. You know, at the end of the day, it's not your business. And we don't have any issues as far as having kids go. We just don't want to have them personally, so we take preventative measures not to. We don't ask you why you had kids. But at the end of the day, you don't know why the next person may not have kids yet. You don't know their reasons. Just because you know ours, not everybody is going to be in this same boat. Some of those people are going to be in the boat that we spoke of earlier that aren't physically able to have children. They're not physically... Their bodies cannot produce kids. And they don't deserve to have to explain that to you. And I don't give a damn if you're a male, a female. It doesn't matter to me. It's not your business. Females, stop pressuring your friends to have kids. Because you don't know how they... If you've never truly had the conversation, then you have no idea how they feel about it. And if you have have had the conversation, then you know that there's a reason they don't have a kid yet. It may not be from lack of effort. It may just be because it simply wasn't time yet. And that's okay too. Which brings us directly into the next topic, right? Why it's okay to not want kids the same way that it's okay to want kids. And we covered a lot of that in the last, right? Because that got a little off track, which is fine. We'll get a little granular from time to time. That's what we're here for. We're here to do this. We're here to have these conversations, these unconventional conversations. The same way that it's okay for you to go dye your hair blue and put in the biggest gauges that you can find in your ears and cut all but a single layer of your pants and leave the house like that, that's the exact same reason that it's okay that we don't want kids. It's no different. We judge too much, to put it in a simpler term. And most of the time, we judge without knowing the facts. I'm guilty. I know Miranda's guilty. I know people that are listening to this podcast right now. I know you're guilty as well. So when someone tells you that they don't want children, don't act as if they're... Because that, that's, we that's what we've got the most, right? In having these conversations in the times that we haven't had a choice. Telling people that we don't want kids, and we've got the feedback that we're selfish, right? That's why Miranda was so adamant about using that example, because she's been told that she's selfish because we don't want children. And I, for the life of me, cannot understand how it is selfish to not want kids, but it's not worthless to have five that you can't take care of And bring in a sixth. Like, we're based off of the fact that we're selfish for wanting to be just us, but others aren't judged on the fact of their lack of effort for taking care of their own children. And if somebody has the the capability of making that make sense to me, I would love to know, right? You can, can, like I said, you can find us at UC Podcast 101 on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So if there's something that we said, right, like this, if you can make this make sense to me, tweet us. Comment on a TikTok video. Shoot me a a, a message on Facebook. Make me understand how it's different, how, how I'm selfish for not wanting a child, but you're not selfish for continuing to have them knowing knowing that when they come into this world, the only thing that that did was put a bigger strain on a household that is about run out of strands. Another point to prove here would be that why is it that our love has to be measured in whether we have had a child or not? Because with that, I mean, that's what it seems like, is that, oh, well, you guys 
are, you d you've been together for five and a half years, well, why don't you have a baby yet? Like, our relationship is lesser than because we don't have a child, or that Chase doesn't love me because he doesn't want a kid with me, because that's not the case. Or me not wanting kids has nothing to do with Chase in himself. It's more so that we don't want children collectively, okay? But our love isn't measured in the fact that we don't have one, two, three, four, five babies because we've been together for however long. Our love is measured in the fact that we love each other and we want to see the world together, experience the world, not worrying about our kid, but we love each other just as much with or without a kid. Nowadays, it's that if you don't go by this blueprint or whatever, then you're not doing it right, or you're not successful, or this isn't right. We are in our 20s. We are figuring this shit out. And I will tell you guys, that is a great segue to go ahead and break in. Make sure that you tune in next week to episode two, because episode two is going to be being raised to be who you are today by the way your parents were raised. And we're not done. We're not cutting it off. That's just a great segue because my response to that, that is why we are judged the way we are judged. That is absolutely the reason that people feel as if there is this blueprint method to the perfect relationship. Because you watched, and not all of us got that lucky. I come from a broken home. My parents got divorced when I was a kid. It was an absolute shit show. So I didn't have that blueprint. I didn't get raised in that traditional southern white picket fence bullshit, to be honest with you. But that is the that's what society expects. Society expects this blue this blueprint relationship and this blue collar life and for everybody to just be happy, merry and proud. It's like you have to have okay, you get in a relationship and then by X amount of years or months or whatever the case is, then you have to get engaged and then if you're not engaged by this time, then you're getting judged harshly on why aren't you engaged, okay? Then when are you going to get married? And then when are you going to have kids? And if you don't have that X, Y, and Z proposal, marriage, kids within a set amount of time, then you're not doing it right. Spoiler. Most people that have tried to live by this blueprint situation are on their third wife or husband. They're still miserable. They haven't figured out the blueprint. They don't have a clue what's going on. And I bet you damn well they got three or four kids running around that they probably can't stand being being near. First off, how do I know that? I've seen it. How do I know that? I have seen it. You not only see it in the people around you, right? You see it in celebrities on TV. You hear it in, in because think about celebrities aren't just movie stars and actors and athletes anymore, right? Celebrities can be influencers who turned 12 yesterday. It just depends on how many followers they have, whether or not they're an influencer. That's the blueprint that some of you cats live this life off of because that guy had three kids at 18. You feel like you got to be just like him. I'll step into that young Dolph thing for just a second. I, I watched a news article, and you can look it up. It was a Memphis News Channel, sort of like their version of Channel 5, where the lady said on TV that whenever they walked into schools and they asked students about Young Dolph, the vast majority said that um, they wanted to be Young Dolph. Now, let me tell you my issue with that, my genuine issue. People idolize Young Dolph for the simple fact that he was this famous rapper. He had this huge fan following. When he died, I mean, it was crazy, man. When he died, people were literally crying. They were literally upset. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I'm 100% saying that you have to be realistic. When you speak about Young Dolph, you also have to speak about the fact that this guy was a real-life gangster. 
He real life got shot shot at twice. He produced a song called A Hundred Shots because he said Gotti shot a whole clip at him and he missed every time. You cannot tell me that these things weren't foreseeable. So going into another matter, kids do not have the role models that they used to have. Kids are not given the opportunities that they were that they used to be given the same way that young Dolph was a huge personality, a huge name that came from Memphis. We had our own version of that in Tyler Smith. And I'll tell you right now, Tyler Smith is one of the greatest human beings that has ever walked out of this small town 100%. He went on to play basketball for the Vols. He went on to do amazing things overseas. And he still does what he can do to help in the community. Everybody has that small town hero that they could idolize. But not every one of those heroes are going to be real heroes, right? Someone that you want to model yourself after. By the time our kids are are of age, the Tom Brady's and those guys of the world are going to, they're not going to be around to idolize anymore. Who's going to be left? There's no viable options. Is your, are you going to allow your kid to idolize Jake Paul? Are you kidding me? Nothing against Jake Paul. I think the kid's brilliant. I think him and his brother are millionaires because they're brilliant. But idols? Man, that's what we've came to? That's a reach. Is Jake Paul? That's the hero? Wow. You know, people thought I was a weirdo for, for being a wrestling fan. Make sure that your kid's following somebody that's worth following. Don't, I mean, come on, man. I know that not every kid in the world has a great mama. I know that not every world, every kid in the world has a great daddy. So if that's not the case, make sure that the people that they idolize are really somebody that they should be idolizing because that's part of the problem today. We're going to segue into what happens if we change our mind later. Because that's a frequent question when we tell people that we don't want kids. I'm sure that's you've had that thought throughout this conversation. I'm sure you yourself have thought, well, man, what happens? What happens if they change their mind later? You know, how do they know? How can they say it? They're in their 20s. How can they say that they don't want kids now? Well, that's the benefit of being in our 20s. We can change our mind. If we decide, I'm almost positive that my brother was in his 30s when he had his first child. I would almost bet on that. I'm pretty sure he was like 32. And so why did he wait? Because he wanted to make sure he wanted to be a dad first. I don't really know. I've never asked him. But I assume it's because he wanted to make sure he really wanted to be a dad first. That's my deal, right? I don't want to be a dad right now. I don't know that I'll ever want to be a dad. But today, I definitely don't want that. Do I know that the world's going to get better? No. Does Miranda know if the world's going to get better? No. So, I mean, we have the ability to change our mind. With my perspective, like, my grandmother was 16 when she had my mom. My mom was 18 when she had me. And so, I mean, I was proud to break the cycle, okay? Same. 26 years old, no kids. I am living the life, okay? I broke the cycle, beat teen pregnancy, here we are. We just talked about a meme on Facebook the other day, me and you did, about how, um, like, it was funny that, because it was like, uh, if, you're, if you've made it past 25 and you don't have any kids, you know, raise your hand or something. Yeah, I know what right? you're talking Right, so, about. like, that's such a low-numbered thing that it's, that, that that's comical, that it's funny if you've that made it. That it's a meme. Right, yeah, that it, <laughs> so, it, it, so it's funny to be, to make it past 25 with no kids. And y'all don't think that's outrageous? I can tell you right now. When I was in high school, right, I was absolutely worried about females. Was I worried about getting any of them pregnant? Absolutely. I was, that was the, my biggest fear in the world was to have to be attached to somebody that I made a mistake with in high school. And I love Miranda forever. And like I said, we've been together for five and a half years. And this decision is a decision that we've made collectively. I decided I didn't want kids. She decided she didn't want kids. We sat down. We had a tough conversation about why we didn't want children. And that's where we are today, right? 
So that's okay. It's okay. It's not, I guess y'all may not know what I'm talking about, but it's not like a John Cena situation. It's not like I'm preventing Miranda from having children. Yeah, like, I'm not unhappy in our relationship because Chase doesn't want kids, and I want kids, and I'm just heartbroken over the fact that he's not going to give them to me. Absolutely not. I don't want children just as much as Chase does not want children in this present moment right now. And we each have our own reasons as to that, right, as to why that's the case. I can tell you straight up, and this is something that we talked about off the air, is that in my life, two separate times in my life, I have been told with other females, not Miranda, with other females, I've been told that I was going to be a father within six months, just long enough to get excited about being a father, and those same females turned around and told me that that baby wasn't mine, right? And then there was a period of time after that to where I thought that I had to live by that blueprint. Me and Miranda had been together like a year and a half, and I thought it was time for us to start having kids. And so I don't think she – were you done with college yet? I don't think I you was, were done with college. I was in college, and you That's what it was. were full throttle, let's have a baby, and I'm trying to finish college. Right, and then so we had a sensible, we sat down and we had a sensible conversation about, hey, how do you think, how tough do you think it's going to be to finish college and have a baby at the same time? And the war, and in that, and I, I really, it, and I'll tell you, looking back at that now, I appreciate that conversation and that time frame more than I could ever imagine because in between that conversation and her actually finishing college and graduating college, I guess it, in a sense, I came to my senses, right? If that's how, if that's how you want to put it. Like the timeline is so weird because when I was in college, you were full throttle. Okay, let's have a baby, and I was like, hey man, I'm just trying to finish college. After that, I finished college, and I was like, okay, well, now that I finished college, maybe we could have a baby, and you were against it at that point. After reevaluating, I guess, like you were saying, yeah. that, hey, I finished college for real. We had that conversation. Looking back, where would we have been having a kid? How hard would that have been with me finishing college? And between then, we've just figured it out. And see, and like, and, and everybody, and see, and part of that, going just going back to that blueprint thing for a second, part of that blueprint makes you feel like that you have to have it figured out. That by 27... 28, 29, 30, you have to have it figured out. And that is not the truth. If you go back and look in history at anybody that is rich today, when they were 27, 28, 29, they were still figuring their life out. So that's okay. That's why it's okay to not want kids now, but also being able to understand that once we've had the opportunity to live our life and do the things we want to do, and explore what we want to explore, then we can sit down and discuss, hey, do you think it's time? Hey, do you think we should evaluate having kids? Then it may be a more reasonable conversation. But it's still, in my head right now, it still depends on what's going on in the world. If you have any comments, Miranda is the most unpolitical human being in the entire world. Like, just voted for the first time, at 26, doesn't give a damn about the president or what that guy's doing or even who that is for the most part, you know. But in the world we live in today, it doesn't take rocket science to understand that things are very different than they were just a year ago. And it doesn't appear that those things are getting any better. In my personal opinion, it only appears that they're getting worse. So why... In a world that is this unpredictable. And uncertain. Because like we've said already that we have control issues. Both of us. We both have to be in some sort of control of the situation to be a part of it. Otherwise, it's you're most likely not going to catch us there. Count me out. Because if it's some sort of just... And when we say un- control, it's just necessarily being able to control our surroundings, right? We would never go... Obviously, I'm a huge Tennessee fan. If you know me, you know that. I would never go to a big dinner full of Bama fans, right? I expect- uh, that's, the, that's the reason why I ask, 
who all's there before going somewhere. Right, because if there's a bunch of people there that I'm not going to vibe with, I'm not go- I'm not just going to come just to see what happens, you know? And so in a world that's this unpredictable, I just can't imagine. I can genuinely not fathom bringing a child into it. But that's just my opinion, you know? And hopefully in five years, the world is a much, much better place. America is a much better place. Things make more sense. Life is a bit cheaper, maybe, you know, because like we're going through this thing right now. And this is just a quick sidebar. So you kind of understand that perspective. We're going through this thing right now. It's where we're trying to do this healthy thing. We've been kicking ass in the gym and, you know, we've lost a few pounds each and things are, are you know, are, are quickly getting better. But at the end of the day, we're also just now learning for the first time how absolutely freaking expensive it is to eat healthy and be healthy people, right? And so I can go get 10 cheeseburgers from McDonald's for the price of one person's meal that's healthy. And I think that's absolutely insane. But also with the influx of gas, milk, bread, houses, I mean, literally anything you can think of is more expensive than it was a year and a half ago. And so... With that being the case, right, how the hell y'all provide for these kids? But let's bring a kid into the world. Adequately is just, is just beyond me. And I'm not saying that nobody does a bad job. It's, well, some of y'all do a real bad job, but that's for another day. But most of y'all are decently okay, you know. But how you provide for a child in a world that continues to get more expensive is absolutely beyond me. Some people even say that... Well, I had kids young because when I'm older, I want to be able to live my life. Yeah, you're full of shit, too. Yeah, well, catch me 41 in the drive through line at pickup, picking my kids up or something because... I don't believe... I just simply... I, I cannot believe that. I cannot believe... I think... I don't know. Maybe some of y'all... Maybe that's real. Maybe some of you, for some of you people, that's real. That's fine. You right? do you. But, like, you're lying. Most of y'all are lying. Most of y'all didn't plan this shit. Most of y'all were unexpected. Most of y'all had no idea you were pregnant till it was too late. And then you were just pregnant, right? So, that don't pretend. Just be real about it. Y'all do y'all. And we're going to keep doing us. And we're going to enjoy our life in our 20s. Because I can guarantee you, if I want to go get shit-faced in Nashville on New Year's, I don't have to worry not one time about where my kid's going to be or who's watching it, because I ain't got one. And I ain't got to worry about it. Can you say that? Probably not. And I'm not knocking you for not being able to say it. But the fact of the matter is... It's you, my choice. You chose this life. So I ain't got no sympathy for you. All y'all folks that, that drop the kids off with grandma and, and go kick it for a week and a half, y'all suck. Straight up. Quit putting the, the kids on your mom and daddy. You chose to have the kids take care of the kids. That's part of the deal. Because the same ones that go drop the kids off... For a week and a half if they mama and daddies or ain't seen the kids in six months or have been repeatedly called a terrible parent by every human being that's ever met them, y'all are the ones that give us the most shit. Like, okay, I made a post on Facebook. Something along the lines of, um, you know, don't buy, don't buy a dog. Don't go get a dog. PSA. It's almost Christmas time, so this is absolutely necessary. A dog and a cat and a pet are literal. You are committing to them for their lifetime, right? You're not committing to those animals for the next six months until the shit gets hard or they piss in the house three or four times. Or they're not cute anymore. And you're just going to throw them outside and let the world take care of them. Like, y'all are trash bag human beings if that is the case, right? We're not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to beat around the bush. If you don't do that. But I made a post on Facebook saying something along those lines, right? And a person that is pretty well known in our area for going to get an animal, keeping the animal until it's not cute anymore, quote unquote, you know, whatever, and then trying to put it on Facebook for sale or for giveaway or for I don't have time for it anymore or whatever, right? And then I made a comment about not buying a puppy for a Christmas present if you're not going to take care of it for the entirety of its life. And this is the guy that had a problem with it. Do you see, do you understand what I'm getting at? The people that are the worst at something 
are typically the first ones to say something to the people that want no part of it, right? And it's not like you're doing a good job of selling us because we just look at your life and it's another reminder as to why we don't want any part of this. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I can go and spend time with kids as much as I want to. If I want to go to my friend's house and spend time with her kids, great, I can do that. And guess what? They're going home after that. They're going back to mom, okay? Because it ain't me. That's not something that I'm worried about doing. Anybody that's close to me has probably heard me say at one point or another, um, you know, anytime that I've ever wanted kids, I just come over here and hung out with you for a little while and then I remembered why I didn't want kids anymore. I didn't say that to be negative, and I didn't say that because your kids are bad or because I don't love them or because I don't want them around me or any of the above. I said that because that's honest. I had that little kick at my heart that said I wanted a baby, right? So I went and hung out with a buddy of mine for a while. I kicked it with his three kids. I realized how bad they were, and I brought my ass back to the house to where it was calm, quiet, and peaceful, how I like it. So I'd hear, pet the dogs, watch some TV in peace. Yeah. Didn't have to, I mean, the only thing I had to do is put food in the dog's bowl. Miranda usually does that, so I probably didn't have to worry about doing that. You see the easy part there? Didn't have to feed nobody. Didn't have to deal with none of that. Didn't have to clean up no poop. Didn't have to wipe no asses. Perfect. Perfect day. So, all right, guys. We hope you have enjoyed. Because, <laughs> golly, it's been a hell of a ride. We hope that you have enjoyed episode one of Unconventional Conversations with Chase and Miranda. We hope that you have enjoyed Baby Talk. And we hope that it was just as unconventional as what you expected it to be. We want to drop a quick reminder. You can catch us on all social handles. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. All at UC Podcast 101. Capital U, capital C, capital P. Podcast 101. Also, episode 2. We'll be dropping next Wednesday. We will get back on schedule. We have fixed our te- technical difficulties. So episode two will be dropping next Wednesday. Don't forget about the fact that we are now live on all podcast platforms. All of them. Spotify, Apple, Google. Tell them. All the podcast platforms, baby. Wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, be sure to tune in. Check us out. Leave a review. Like, comment, subscribe everywhere you can do that. Show us plenty of love. Keep leaving comments. Keep subscribing. Keep kicking ass. Here's the thing, guys. Episode 2 is going to be raised to be who you are today because of who your parents were. It's going to be unconventional. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we cannot wait to get it out for you. Until next week, guys, my name is Chase. And I'm Miranda. And this has been Unconventional Conversations. And don't forget, don't you dare go out there and have a good day. You better make damn sure it's a great one. Have a good week, guys.